the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray and uh, Jeffy for Glenn, who's back on Tuesday morning. In the meantime, uh, welcome to the Glenn Beck program. The NFL has uh, decided that they're going to try to make uh, the players in the NFL stand for the national anthem, be respectful for the national anthem. And if you want to do some, you want to log some kind of protest, go ahead, stay in the locker room and protest all you want. <laughs> you know, you, but you can't do it on the field. But but not on the field. Now we've got all these NFL uh, players and the players' association saying, "Well, that, that conflicts with my right." No, it doesn't. Well, this it is a doesn't. private business telling you to act, how to act while you're representing them, while you're doing your job for them. And every private business has that right. I don't understand how people are not seeing this and knowing that. I real, I honestly don't understand how they're not seeing it. I don't know if they. Don't see it because, you know, they're just ignorant of the facts that private businesses can ask you to do certain things when you're working for them. Or if they are knowingly just pushing that agenda, trying to pull the wool over people's eyes. That's possible. I I, I don't know. But either way, it's agonizing. Uh, The president was speaking with Brian Kilmeade of Fox News, and uh, he broke the news to him. Here's what the president had to say about the uh, kneeling controversy. I think that's good. I don't think people should be staying in locker rooms, but still, I think it's good. You have to stand proudly for the national anthem. I don't, I, I don't know if they can mandate that you stand proudly, but they can mandate that you you stand. You better look like it's proudly. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Your frame of mind, I'm not sure they can dictate that. <laughs> well, you shouldn't be playing. You shouldn't be there. Maybe you shouldn't be in the country you have to stand proudly for the national anthem and the nfl right. owners did the right thing if that's what they've done if, if that is the story do you feel like you push this story forward and you push this to a conclusion i think the people pushed it forward he did the trumpian thing there where he goes just a bit too far of course always yeah he's they, they sh- if they don't want to stand they shouldn't be playing they shouldn't be in the country they shouldn't perhaps even be living <laughs> 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 so you just take it to that next level of it's, course it's the president trump way but uh of course you can't you can't say that they don't belong in the country of course not because they, they don't stand. absolutely if, if i don't want to stand i don't have to stand right exactly. unless i've agreed to stand i mean my employer wants me to stand yes and again you can still refuse to do that i can but there's going to be consequences there, there are repercussions to my actions yes so if you understand that there are uh, consequences and you don't start screaming that this is un-American once you suffer those consequences, then we're fine. We're fine. Because a private business can, can do what they want uh, as far as dictating how you perform on their time. Which, by the way, is American. Yeah, yeah <laughs> fully and completely. And so, but that's not, that's not what's going to happen when this thing blows up sometime during the course nope. of the season and it will and some player decides they're going to break the rules and then they get you know cut from the team well then we're going to hear how un-american it is how they're violating rights how it's discriminatory against minorities or right. whoever does it it's going to be a, a firestorm and the fact is they have every right to demand that of you and the, the there were already owners saying oh, well i'm not going to find my players team I'll, I'll take the hit i'll just pay it yeah the uh saints owner i think said that already uh, okay but, i mean that's fine 
go ahead and do that. Again, it's your business. And if you want to pay the fine for the guy, how long are you, you going to pay the fine? Yeah, that's what I want. That's my question. How long yeah. does you pay in the fine last before you think, you know? And how much I've is paid the fine? Fines. How much is the we fine? Don't know, right? We don't Then they no. haven't said, no, as far as not. I know. If the fine is significant, you know, if you're going to take a bite out of you, make it five hundred thousand or a million dollars every time you violate it, then maybe people aren't violating it anymore. And is it per uh, per player? Or is it if you know ten or fifteen players come out and kneel, does mm-hmm. each one get a fine, or does just the team get a fine? That was not discussed either. As usual, they didn't. No, they didn't really do much. No, here. they did not. But again, it's it, it'll be on them. Their product will just suffer if people, uh, you know, if they don't enforce this well and it all falls apart. Well, then I guess you can probably expect continuing ratings declines and uh, discontent with the NFL from now, your fans. If you're a network, do you decide? Obviously, they they want the controversy, it appears. But if I'm a network, I say we vote to not carry the national anthem and we only show the beginning of the game. We start the game at kickoff. And then... Uh, Maybe we're in commercials. And we, don't, the- and we don't talk about Mm-hmm. We don't talk about if players kneeled. We don't talk about any of that. We just talk about the game. That'd be the great way to handle it, but they won't because they... They want. I know. Yeah. The uh, sportscasters and these networks want to make statements. And they and they want to make this statement that that uh, this protest... Uh, they all seem to be on the side. Uh, they sure do. Of the players protesting. They sure do. Have you heard any sportscasters say, you know what? No. These guys don't know what they're talking about. As a matter <laughs> no. of fact, as a matter of no. fact, no. And I heard a local sportscaster this morning. As a matter of fact, all on the side that they can do it, and I was, uh, I couldn't believe it. <sighs> yeah. Couldn't believe it. You know, sports is the sports announcing is really no different from other forms of uh reporters and reporting no that's what i mean they they all come from the same pool yeah where they've been indoctrinated uh their whole lives and then especially in college when they're preparing for their uh their job situation they get indoctrinated uh to about the 10th power and then they come out and they all have the same point of view so they're made for each other and that's why it's so difficult as a conservative to watch this stuff and to listen to them open their mouths about this just agonizing can we just get away from it and just love football and the experience that we've all come to enjoy especially after a long hard summer in in the dallas fort worth area where it's going to be 100 degrees every stinking day and by the way it already is starting and we've got all the politics yeah it starts next week like next wednesday 103 thursday 105 friday 105 saturday 104 it's not even officially summer yet is it first day. no not till june 21st <laughs> so they beat us down with heat and politics all summer long and you just want that respite let me just get away and turn everything off and watch some football this weekend and then it's right there in your face again. Yeah. I ate it. But again, uh, President Trump had to take it just a little too yeah. far. I mean, oh, frankly, they're going to stand proud. And uh, you know what? Uh, if they don't stand, uh, they get out of the country. Right. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, of course, you know he doesn't. I mean, he knows you don't have to get out of the country. He does. I mean, let's give the guy the benefit of the doubt. But that is the Trump way. Yes. This interview, his yeah, response is. is the Trump way. We're just <laughs> yes. going to push it till the end. And it worked for him. I mean, it got him elected. It sure did. So, so it sure did. Uh, there's no reason for him, apparently, to uh, back off any of that. Uh, interesting um, situation with the, you know, the bishop from the United States who married the royal couple, uh, yes. Harry and right, Meghan, right. over the weekend. He is speaking out about our president and his policies. Probably loves him. Oh, he's saying good. I mean, all good things. No. I don't. I don't. I personally don't know those quotes, but yeah. I'm guessing love. That's a, that's a strong guess. I'm guessing love, Jeffy. If you've lived in a, I don't know, a cave for the last twenty years, that's a really good guess. Okay. Now, if you've been paying attention, not so good a guess. <laughs> also, uh, we're going to talk about Spotify and their hate content and who's working with them to curb the hate content and the music that they play. Excellent. We need that. We need this, too. We need this in our lives because we can't figure out for ourselves who to listen to. Oh, yeah. How do I know? Please, Spotify, help me. Edit my choices. You know, keep content away from me that I, you know I just can't handle. Thank you. Thank you, uh, and, and I mean, and I appreciate it. Look, Facebook's doing helping me. Facebook is helping. Twitter, Twitter is, is helping starting me. to help. It's real nice. That's nice of them. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Now, a person say like the president can't decide who to block on his Twitter account, but Twitter can decide if uh, you get to see the president's tweets or not. I haven't the heard either. Can't. On that on that ruling from uh, from a judge from a federal judge the other day about uh, Trump and his Twitter account. Uh, that's mind boggling. That's something that should be contested and, I and so. appealed. I haven't heard whether they're going to it. I don't know. Probably They probably won't. Trump you can, probably unblock them. You can tell a guy what he can and can't do with his personal with his personal Twitter account? Social media account. Yeah. Sorry, you can't uh, You can't block anyone. Wait, what? <laughs> what? You're the, you're the president. Yeah, there's a POTUS so, account. Right, there's a White House account. And if you want to control that, all right. It's somewhat understandable, but not his personal account. Yeah, no. It was my account prior to presidency. It'll be in my account post-presidency. Yeah, and and you can tell me who to block and who not to? No, no I'm sorry. Triple 888-727-BECK. More of uh, Pat and Jeffy for Glenn coming up. Glenn Beck. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn. Triple eight seven two seven beck this Jim Carrey story is sad. It is. You know, he's squandering all the goodwill he built up over the last, you know, 25 years or whatever it's been. I want to like Jim Carrey. Yeah, I, and I, like I did like Jim Carrey, but he's making it really tough now, and apparently he doesn't care. He, he, maybe, maybe he's set to the point where it doesn't matter if, that his career has gone completely south on him now. I hope he is. I mean, bless his heart, I hope he is. I, I mean, I want to like him. And he, I, we talked about his new movie the other day, the one that was shot straight in to video. And I watched the trailer last night, mm-hmm. and the trailer looks uh, yeah, okay. The trailer's okay. It's really dark, you know, sex mm-hmm. slaves and uh, detective. And yeah, that doesn't seem okay. I, I I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> what a surprise! I know. That's stunning. <laughs> like a lot of people However, just drove off the road hearing that statement. No, really? Jeffy likes dark. <laughs> huh. <laughs> The dark detective struggles, uh-huh. you know. Anyway, anyway, but the reviews were so terrible. That means that the uh, scenes in between the good stuff on the trailer were mm-hmm. really bad. It got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. 
It's too bad. A zero. I'll I'll watch it when I can Amazing. watch it with the payment that I'm already paying on another service. I'm not going to pay extra for it. What do they What do they want for it on demand? Six bucks, five ninety nine. Yeah, rent is six bucks. Yeah. Uh, so he's had a string of bombs. Yeah, and, and now he's uh, he's also is so socially conscious. He's just trying to. <laughs> He's trying to wake up Americans to the horror well, important. of gun violence, and, and he's doing it in such a poignant and powerful way with a painting that depicts a bullet-ridden classroom with a, a new version of the Pledge of Allegiance written on the wall behind uh, the dead bodies. It says, I pledge I, allegiance. Oh, well, I'll do it together God. if you'd like to, just as a classroom. <laughs> I mean, I'm all good with that. Let's uh, I, I pledge, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the gun makers for whom it stands. One nation, under greed, indefensible, with, with butchery and injustice for the most innocent of all. Uh, I, I, it's just... <sighs> that's Come just eye-bleed stupid oh, and irritating. You know, he filmed this last movie in Poland. Maybe you move there, Jim. Yeah. Maybe you just move to Poland. Well, if you hate this country so much, and if it's if it's built on butchery and injustice for the most innocent of all, how do you live here and continue to support this government with your tax-paying dollars? I well, I mean I that's somewhat hypocritical of you, I would say. Yes. Uh, it's a guy that I mean you're famous. For Ace Ventura Pet Detective. <laughs> Relax, okay? We don't need to hear politics from you. <laughs> well, he's an American. He's got just as much right. Sure does. But Yes, he does. But he's he's wrecking it. And, you know, maybe he's, again, maybe he's in such a place uh, in his life where his career has earned him enough money. I mean, there was a point where he's making $20 million a movie, I $25 mean- million a movie. Look, I was just looking at the top ten uh, movies from Jim Carrey. Yeah, they're all huge. Uh, huge. And you thought, like, uh, I mean, number ten is Lemony Snickets. That's his tenth highest gross. One hundred and forty-nine million. Okay, almost one hundred and fifty million. Mm-hmm. Horton, here's a who. One hundred seventy million. Okay. Yeah, that's just a voiceover, though. That one's not okay. Ace Ventura. When, yeah. na- when nature calls. Mm-hmm. One hundred ninety-seven million. The Truman Show, two hundred and twelve, which I love. I, I, uh, me too. That's a great movie. Two hundred and twelve million. The Mask, two hundred and twenty-seven million. Another movie I liked a lot. I mean, it just and, and the list continues on the next page, which I don't have open. <laughs> I, I love it when you have to continue to click through these. It's uh, it's really convenient, really handy. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb and Dumber. Is what what two hundred and thirty? What are we up to? Here? Number five, five. Uh, liar, liar, three hundred thirteen million. All right, Bruce Almighty, three hundred eighteen million. Wow, wow. Batman Forever, three hundred thirty-five million. Mm-hmm. And this is just North American. Take. Number this one is, is Grinch, three hundred eighty-one. So his number one movie was How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and that was in uh, the year two thousand. Hard to believe it was that long ago. Boy, but no kidding. It was 18 years ago. Uh, it seems like that was his last monster hit. Too. Sure does. And uh, so. Look at that. So he's got a long time. Yeah. 
Long time without uh, doing something that was well. He stopped being funny, right? He took himself serious. Yes, he could have. St- there, there could have been mm-hmm. more stupid funny movies uh, mm-hmm. developed then, but he started taking himself serious, right? So he didn't want to do that. He turned into David Letterman. He's an angry yeah, old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, same, the same kind of creature. Where spewing vitriol was more important to him than entertaining uh, his fans. So you know, whatever. Good for you. Uh, we we don't have to see your movies and. We're not even being subjected to them in the movie theater anymore because they're so bad they're going straight to video now <laughs> and on demand. Right. God, it's really hard to believe Sure is that he's uh, fallen to these depths. We've got this interesting story today about, and uh, I'm not going to say the name of the actual thing because that'll, uh, that'll spark your device to kick on, uh, but the Amazon uh, Echo device in your room might be secretly recording your conversation i know you don't care i uh, you should but you don't and in some cases it it could not only record your conversation in your house without you asking it to but then send it to some random person on your contact list there you go It's what happened to a family in portland they had their conversation at home recorded and sent to a random person on their list Uh, The family was alerted by a colleague in Seattle who had received the audio file. After confirming the audio file was indeed a recording of their private conversation, the family went on to unplug all of their devices. It's probably a good move. When contacted by the family, Amazon said, "Uh, we, we take privacy very seriously. But they downplayed the incident as an extremely rare occurrence. I'm kind of surprised that it could happen at all. Well, Pat, we're taking steps to avoid this from happening in the future. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's really good customer service, Jeffy. Thank you. You should work for Amazon. (laughs) Thanks for calling. Because you are a helper. Thank you. Appreciate it. It was really genius customer service. (laughs) Here's what they said. This is the excuse from Amazon. Echo woke up due to a word in background conversation sounding like Alexa. Then the subsequent conversation was heard as a send message request, at which point the Echo system sent, uh, said out loud, to whom? At which point the background conversation was interpreted as a name in the customer's contact there list. There you go. Then it asked out loud, uh... For instance, the contact name. So if it's Bob Davis, Bob Davis, right? Alexa then interpreted the background conversation as right. And they claim as unlikely as this string of events is, we are evaluating options to make this case even less likely. (laughs) That's convoluted. Uh, But they don't want it to seem like that's happening on purpose because that would... That would doom the ecosystem from everybody's home. That is one catchy tune, isn't it? Like it. Uh, Speaking of which, some of your uh, favorite catchy tunes may not be available anymore on on Spotify. Spotify has, uh, but I mean, Spotify can't decide for themselves what is hate content and what isn't. We can't decide for ourselves what's hate content and whether or not we want to listen to it. So what they've done is uh, partner with several organizations who are going to help them decide what should and shouldn't be available on uh, on, on their app. So it's so nice of them. Yeah, um, 
they're not even trying to pretend like there's any objectivity here. These are just extreme left-wing organizations. Uh, they released a comment that's uh, or a, a statement that said, we do not tolerate hate content on Spotify. Spotify defines hate content as content that expressly and principally promotes, advocates, or incites hatred or violence against a group or individual based on characteristics, including race, religion, gender identity, sex, ethnicity, nationality, sexual orientation, veteran status, or disability. Whew. Wow. It's a lot of categories. Sure is. Okay, but that, I mean, that sounds fine. Whatever. We don't want to discriminate against anybody and... Uh, gosh, if you heard a song that did, you, you you just have to become a hater and go after who it, whoever it was that they were singing about. Imagine for a moment mm. you're listening to Spotify and a song comes on that you don't care for. Mm-hmm. And it says some things that you just don't like. You couldn't skip it on what your own. What would happen right? to you? I mean, your life would be in shambles. It would. Mm-hmm. It'd probably drive you over the top. And start beating the, the person nearest to you. <laughs> what else are you going to do? Nothing. You're just going to turn it off? No. No. Stop. No. You're going to, are you going to uh, just skip it? Uh, skip ahead to the next song? Yeah. Impossible. No, you can't. You can't do any of that. You're so, just transfixed right there. This is amazing. Uh, they announced to help us identify hate content. We have partnered with rights advocacy groups, including. The Southern Poverty Law Center. Oh, my gosh. Right up at the tippy top. Maybe oh the gosh. worst organization, one of the worst organizations in America. The, uh, an organization that lists David Barton as a terrorist. Why? Because, oh, that guy's dangerous. You know what he talks about? <laughs> the United States Constitution. We can't have that in our society. Why? It's a, it's Why a, would you have a guy who advocates for the Constitution <laughs> talking in public about things? You it's, wouldn't. It's hard for me even to make the joke of, well, they got that one right. I, I mean, I know. <laughs> David Barton. So, oh Southern gosh. Poverty Law Center, the Anti Defamation League, Color of Change, Van That's Jones Group. Excellent. Yeah, they're excellent, excellent people. Helpers. Who, they spearheaded boycotts against Glenn, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Trump's inauguration. These are wonderful people. Uh, showing up for racial justice or surge is going to be part of this. Glad Muslim advocates. Good. And Again, the good. International Network Against Cyber Hate. Tremendous. Tremendous. Muslim advocates. Where's the where are the Christian advocates here? There aren't any. Not not involved in this anyway. Huh. Huh. So this is really, uh, I think they, these are the groups that can help you sort through your musical uh, options. Now, for some reason, and I'm just gonna, you know, I'm just gonna throw this out there. It doesn't feel that way. Really? Well, no. Went, when, I mean, when you went down the list of listen of, to some of, of these, groups. what they're doing. Surge is dedicated to fighting white supremacy. Uh, they're trying to get Confederate statues removed, and they're supporting the anti-Trump resistance. The resistance to the American president. Uh, GLAAD, of course, is the LGBTQIA activist group that attacks the Trump administration on a daily basis. Nice. Even uh, though... You got the IA in there, too. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm all-inclusive. Okay. You know that about me. 
<laughs> Even though Donald Trump is the most gay-friendly president to have ever been elected. Oh, oh my friend. Wow. I'm, am I off on that? Wow. Yeah, I know. Wow, are you I know. off? I know. Muslim advocates has joined with groups like uh, CARE, the Council of American Islamic Relations, to attack anti-jihadist Muslims like Zudi Jasser. Another dangerous man, oh, according man. to the Southern Poverty Law Center. And the International Network Against Cyber Hate, they have a, they've partnered with leftist groups like, well, the Southern, Southern Poverty Law Center, who is also on this list. See, I, Yeah, see, now you just went down the list again. I did. And it doesn't seem like they're the groups you'd want to be doing that. Hmm. Because to me, it, they seem like just exactly the groups who we want to yeah, eliminate see, hate. Huh, know, that's, that's really I mean. weird. <laughs> How could we be at such opposite ends know. of the spectrum I don't here? No, very, very strange. So I do you use Spotify? I was just starting to consider using it because everybody tells me it's better than yeah, Pandora, I, so much better than Pandora. And I was like, okay, well, l- let me do this now. No, I used to. I used bo- I, actually. I used both for a while, and uh, that, was Spotify right. better? Yeah, but yeah. I mean, I and but I, and I rarely use it anyway. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was better than Pan- Pandora. Was a little frustrating, but I mean, oh well. I mean, what kind of b- business decision is that? Again, do you not care about the uh, right half of your fan base of uh, people who are no. using your system? They, how can you be this blind? I, I don't understand it either. But they are, and they don't seem to care at all. It don't seem to care at all. It, it's it's really kind of mind-boggling. And first of all, in the first place, we don't need anybody doing this. If there are songs with, you know, the N-word, the F-word, songs about hating people or uh, degrading women, can we not make our own decisions? Well, sure you can, but they're going to help you with that. <laughs> yes, they are. I, I, it's just it's frustrating because... Everybody's going this direction. Just it sure listen. feels that way. I mean, that gets you back to the NFL, right? Don't they see how it's hurting their business? Don't they see how it's affecting uh, the way they're looked at? They don't care. No, they really they don't. don't care. They really don't. And again, not caring about all of this stuff is what led to the Donald Trump presidency. Right. Because people are so sick and tired of it. All right. Well, if you don't care about anything in my life, I'm going to vote for a guy who does and who's going to fight you uh, straight on full frontal battle against the left. And he talks about it every day. Yes, he does. And so. Uh, yes, he does. And while he knows, just like he said to Kilomede, while he knows in his heart, you can't make people leave America for not standing for the national anthem. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the way he feels. And the way uh, the way uh, many people in America feel yeah. is that when the national anthem is played, stand up. And if you don't and like it, get out. Thank you. That is how we feel. I know because we're beaten down with it every single day, from Spotify, from the NFL, from every organization we like <laughs> and respect, from movies, from actors like Jim Carrey. It's everywhere, and we're just sick to death of it. I mean, we have actors who I love, and they're telling me they won't sit in the same restaurant with our president. Shut up. And in that case, Robert De Niro, he actually banned the president from his fabulous restaurant chain, as we talked about the other day, and his hotels. Is, uh, Has anyone asked 
President Trump? No, I don't think how's they have the nerve. Surviving? I don't think they have the nerve because they know he's devastated. I know. They know he, without the option of going into one of Robert De Niro's sushi restaurants, he, he can't live a full and complete life. He just can't. Well, if nobody will ask him, I will. Chris, if we can get the president on today, uh, put in a call. I don't. We don't have time to talk to him right here, but maybe you sure? later. Yeah. Okay. Ah, never mind. Maybe later. <laughs> <laughs> And speaking of these actors, uh, there's another one, and he's a big actor. We mentioned this. It broke right at the end of the show yesterday. Morgan Freeman. Uh, they have some of the supposed problems uh, on the, that were recorded. They have him on tape. So they have him talking to women. I in, tried to stick up a little bit for Morgan as as yesterday, uh, and you poo pooed me. Uh, mm-hmm. You know because Morgan, you know everything is that a female says about a man. Is true, always. Well, that's how we're taking it right now. I know that's how we're taking it, and it's a little uh, bit dangerous. Uh, very dangerous, and some of what's uh, been said about Morgan. <laughs> well, one of the things that was said is that he he's staring at women. Oh, okay, and don't look at him. Don't think about it. <laughs> Move on. I mean. Leave the room. Uh, okay, so, I, it's kind of okay. So, all right, let's let's say he 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 is staring at women. All right, and we'll say and for some that would be creepy. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, here's, others it would not. Here's one of the incidents that everybody's talking about with a uh, with one of the reporters that's talking to him on a press junket. Carol, the impetus for this investigation. Hi, how are you? I'm better now. Ah, uh, thanks. I don't have any magic tricks. I kind of feel like I yes, showed do. up for dinner yes, without any. You do. I- yes, you do. Oh, oh man, baby, you got a lot of magic going yeah. for you. Now, the the music in the background is, I guess, the ambiance, the background music that was in the room at the time. So we we can't help. I that. wouldn't worry about that. <laughs> no, worry about that. You got magic written all over you, child. Oh, thank you. That's good. Good, good medicine for a single girl. Ooh. I'm single too. Are you? Yes. Are you enjoying bachelor? I'm enjoying bachelor life immensely. Because I, 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 I get to let you know he's single and drool. Oh, oh, really? Respond to it. Right? Indeed. So he can look at her and drool. Now he's obviously coming on to her. Yep. He'll have been living bachelor life. Enjoying living a bachelor life. Mm-hmm. Let you know I'm single. And I can look at you and drool. You got the magic, and man, does that sound horrific! <laughs> I mean, I don't know how I can, I don't know how this girl is actually doing an interview about it, right? And uh, then, but there's an there's more. Oh no, uh, there's another entertainment reporter oh, no. that talks about if her it's as bad as this one. I don't it, know that we it, can it, air it's it. It's maybe worse. Listen to this. I think that's good. I don't think people should be staying in locker rooms. Oops. But still- that's no, that's uh, Donald Trump. This is. <laughs> Carol, the impetus for this investigation was actually my own experience with Morgan Freeman at a junket last year for the movie Going in Style. Right when I walked into the room, he began making sexually suggestive comments to me. Now, as an entertainment reporter for over a decade, it was unlike anything I truly have ever experienced. One of those comments was caught on tape. In this comment that's on tape, he says to me, boy, do I wish I was there while looking me up and down. I was six months pregnant at the time, and his co-stars, Alan Arkin and Michael Caine, were seated on either side of him and actually looked at him when he made this comment to me. Again, 
Okay, are you getting the gravity of this situation? I mean, it was so bad that his two two co-stars actually looked at him I'll after you, he said it. I'll they t- looked at him. I'll tell you what. The reason they looked at him is because you were pregnant. And most guys don't think it's weird to like a pregnant woman. Uh, okay, Pat? I'm very uncomfortable with... Uh, I'm just saying most guys do. Uh, right? No. Uh, not that I don't know. Not that I know of. Uh, that was a bizarre statement right there. <laughs> You're going to be the subject of one of these. And oh, it was no caught question. on tape. And take a take a note of Freeman's <laughs> eyes in this clip. Oh, no. Okay, well, we can't unravel. One time I, I congratulate the woman on being pregnant, and she wasn't. <laughs> um, so I've never done it again. CNN For 50 years, I've never done it. You've learned your lesson. I learned my lesson. Um, do I wish I was there. <laughs> This movie is... Okay, did you hear that horrific comment? Whoa. Boy, do I wish I was there. He, now, according to her, he was looking at her at the same time he said that. Mm-hmm. How is she doing any more reporting? <laughs> I don't How know. How is she doing any, any more reporting? I don't know. Is that... I mean, is that too... Boy, do I wish I was there. I'm not even sure what he's what he means by that. You, but, could, you could draw certain conclusions. Sure. But they might not be right. And, and, and by the way, if that's... That's the same one that said that was the worst. That's the worst she's had in 10 years of reporting. Yeah. She should walk the streets of Times Square for a couple hours. Oh, she'd hear much worse. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. 888-727-BECK. Oh it's uh, Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn who returns Tuesday. 888-727-BECK. Irwin in Florida. You're on the Glenn Beck Program. Hey, good morning, guys. Hey. Howdy. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I love the show. What I wanted Thank to you. say was, um, basically, I think a lot of people, I don't interpret it as the president is trying to be fascist or dictator or basically, yeah. you know, enforce in, in things that way. I, I just take it as, like, personally, there's a, I have frustration. A lot of Americans have frustration about people whining and crying and complaining and constantly trying to push their agenda and their sob story and everything on us. So mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it's, it's just kind of, I related it to like when somebody says, Hey, you know, if you don't, if you hate the country so bad, then get then out. Leave. Yes. Get out. Yes. It's just, like, it's just that, you know, he's the president now and those, those kinds of statements carry some weight. Yeah, they do. However, he's just being hyperbolic when he says things like that. It's just drunk. It, it is, it is Donald Trump it's being Donald drunk. Trump. But you're right, Irwin. Appreciate the call. Uh, but the problem is, then the left-wing media takes that and runs with it. And that's why, you know, he runs into trouble with I that know. kind of stuff. You're going to have to get out. Yeah. Glenn Beck. Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn. Glenn's back Tuesday morning. Um, the Me Too movement heated up again yesterday. First of all, Harvey Weinstein turned himself in. And so he's in jail right now, awaiting, uh, I think, awaiting a, a hearing yes. later on today. Yes, he's had, uh, they're taking him for a hearing uh, later today. So he's in some serious, uh, serious trouble with the accusations against him because some of the accusations are that he raped women. Also, Morgan Freeman's uh, reputation was called into question yesterday as well. I mean, here's a guy who's revered. He sure is. Absolutely revered by people. And he's already apologized for it. 
you know, in kind of the kind of the way that yeah, I I I don't know that I did anything wrong, but if you're upset by whatever I did, sorry. I'm sorry. It was kind of one of those things. Uh, but one of the reporters uh, had this to say about an experience with him on a press junket. One of those comments was caught on tape. In this comment that's on tape, he says to me, boy, do I wish I was there while looking me up and down. Oh, no. I was six wow. months pregnant at the time, and his mm-hmm. co-stars, Alan Arkin and Michael Caine, were seated on either side of him and actually looked at him. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Can you can you process all of that? No, I mean... It was so horrifying that the two men seated on either side of him actually looked at him. They looked at him. Now, you know it's got to be I, bad for those two to look at him. I mean, they're, they're sitting right there. And then they look they at him. look at him. When he made this comment to me. Again, it was caught on tape. And take a, take a note of Freeman's eyes okay. in this clip. All right. One time I, I congratulated the woman on being pregnant, and she wasn't. Now, this is Michael, Michael Caine talking to the reporter at first. Um, and so I've never done it again. CNN, For 50 years, I've never done it. You've learned your lesson. I learned my lesson. Sorry, um, do I wish I was there? Uh, this movie is... Huh. Okay. So he's talking about... Michael Caine is talking about one time... He asked a woman when she was due and she wasn't pregnant, right. so he learned his lesson. He's never asked a woman again. She says you learned uh, your lesson, and Morgan Freeman says, boy, do I wish I was there. I, I don't know. I don't know what he's referring to there. I, I guess you could make something sexual and weird out of that. I don't know that he meant it that way. But here's the thing. Yeah. It was, well, the two co-stars looked at him. <laughs> so, so you know it was bad. Yeah. You know it was bad. And he probably belongs in prison. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of people. There's probably today. I would guess that there's fewer than should be people in prison because other people looked at each other when they said something. For sure, I think that's true. That's a good statement, Jeff. It's powerful. <laughs> uh, Michelle in Iowa, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Hi. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Mm-hmm. I think that Morgan Freeman was responding to Michael Caine's comment. Possible. Being called out. I think that's a possibility. It absolutely is. So he's saying, because Caine is saying, so I learned my lesson, and he's saying, boy, I wish I was there, meaning that I've learned my lessons, too. Is that what? Is that what you're getting out of it? Or that he has No, I, I, think, I think he was referring to that he wishes he would would have been there to observe Michael Caine being chewed out by... Oh, okay. okay. Could be that, too. Okay. Yeah, I like that, that. yeah. Okay, well, there, I mean, there's there's a couple of different ways Thanks, to Michelle. take that right now. Right? Yeah. I mean, thank you. So either way you, you, <laughs> you take it, any way you take it, it isn't... And even if it was... I wish I was there with, uh, you know, Morgan Freeman creepy eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, he wasn't <laughs> true. I mean, he was right. It, it wasn't. Yeah. It, it it was something so spoken. You can you can wish you can't wish you were someplace anymore if you're someplace else, right? Especially if Alan Arkin and Michael Caine look at you at you, and they did, and they did. I but I don't know. This is where we are. It sure is in this Me Too movement. This. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you you have to read into 
his statement there quite a bit you to sure get do. something super creepy out of it. It seems to me, boy, I wish I was there. Okay. W- what does that mean? Okay. Where? Where do you wish you were? With Michael Caine to see the <laughs> situation he's talking about. You want to be with the with the pregnant woman? I, I don't know. I, I don't know. You want to be there that you've learned your lesson and not say bad things? to? You, I don't know. Could have been absolutely innocent. But he's, apolog- you know, again, of he's course. kind of apologizing. Well, for- right. I mean, Morgan Freeman was going to say, look, I... Yeah, I didn't mean to offend anybody. If you were offended, I'm sorry. Sorry. And, uh, you know, I didn't, you know, I'm 80. I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> yes. And you're, if, if, if what's being claimed uh, by this woman, and I think another one, right? There's a couple that have spoken There's out. There's eight. There are eight. Eight that have spoken out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But all eight are just uh, inappropriate behavior, right? I mean, like he's inappropriate behavior. Or whatever. Uh, I the think one girl was... innuendo, and some have said he touched them inappropriately. Like we had the story yesterday oh, yeah, of the dress, was, right? And then Alan Arkin told him to stop trying to lift up her dress, and he did, and he did. But you shouldn't have been trying to lift up her dress. I mean, we can all agree on that. Most of us can agree on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Also, uh, the bishop, who uh, was so widely praised at last weekend's royal wedding. He's an American bishop and went over there and performed the ceremony for Harry and Meghan. Episcopal presiding bishop Michael Curry, who made headlines uh, for his role at Britain's Prince Harry and Meghan Markle wedding. It's such a beautiful wedding, too. Bro, are you yeah. kidding me? That was just—it was a storybook, Jeffy. It was just a storybook. Such a beautiful wedding. I, if only I could have gotten up to see it. Wow, that would have been so special. I could send you. The, I've got the download. No, nah, that's all right. I wouldn't want you to have to go through There's that. the whole thing. No, nah, it's okay. I just—you know—it's too late now. I I'll just it. put it up in the cloud. You can put it down. Watch I mean, it whenever you want. Late. It's too late. But the uh, bishop has previously branded Trump's America First policy a theological. A theological heresy for the followers of Christ. What? What? He also uh, decried the Trump administration as a crisis of moral and political leadership at the highest levels of our government. Joining with other pastors and people of faith, uh, Curry stated the reclaiming Jesus action with worship that overflowed at Washington's National City Church and then helped lead a candlelight vigil that moved from the church to Lafayette Square Park across the street from the White House where they protested Donald Trump. Oh, good. And in part, his America First policy. Now, it doesn't explain in this, in this article, how, does that, how is that heresy? America First. So you're the, you, the president of the United States. You should put some other nation first? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, that's what? his job. It's absolutely the job of the American president to put this country first. Fix the problems here first, and then we can fix others. How is that heresy? I, I, I don't I, know. I guess you should put starving nations first, maybe. But if you don't fix yourself, you can't be of much use to other people. No other country in the world does for other countries what we do here uh, through the government mm-hmm. and, and through the private. Right. So, or public, right. you know, public. Don't. Yes. 
Um, what, 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 more, what more do you want? Our public what and private do donations almost exceed the rest of the world's combined. We're having an argument still to this day about build a wall don't build a wall because people are flooding into this country Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. i mean we're just supposed to allow it i guess according to some of these uh boneheads we're, we're just supposed to let everybody who wants to come in come in and then when we collapse who then is going to help the people that are flooding in when when we collapse on the weight of everybody just storming into our country then who will help them? Then where will the poor go? Then who's going to be the beacon for the world? You've got to address your own problems first and then be able to take care of somebody else. Great. 888-727-BECK. It's Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat Gray. You join me on uh, Pat Gray Unleashed 2 immediately following this program every weekday. Like every, like Noon mo- Eastern. Like, like Monday. Yeah, like Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, not this coming Monday because... Uh, know, you know, it's a Memorial wanna, Day. I know, but, but if you're, if you're mm-hmm. around, listen, because it's a really good replay. Of yes, best of. it's the best of. Mm-hmm. Really good. And so, then, uh, so we'll be back on Tuesday live with that show. And as Glenn will be back on Tuesday for this one. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about Morgan Freeman, uh, several things, but Morgan Freeman among them. Now, one of the things that happened was on this press junket, uh, he said something so atrocious <laughs> that his two co-stars <laughs> looked at him. <laughs> And the atrocious thing he said was, "Boy, I wish I was there." You know, I wish but, I. Nobody knows exactly what he meant by that. But you know, even if he meant, <clears throat> I "Wish I was there right now." Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. I mean, even so if, even if he meant that, even if he meant that, what? Of wishing he was there, uh, but, but by that's the, okay. Are you saying that's okay if he meant that? He wasn't. You can't wish you were someplace <laughs> else. Yeah, I know. I know, but it's just creepy for the guy to be talking to the reporter that way. Now, he was talking to another reporter at a different uh, press junket, and he was clearly coming on to Oh, her. this one he clearly I mean, this was, one he's yeah. clearly... Hi, how are you? I'm better now. Uh, better okay. now, baby. I don't have any magic tricks. I kind of feel like See, this I is early. Yes, showed you. up for dinner without anything. I wouldn't worry about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you got magic written all over you, child. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And she's smiling and playing along at this point, but I don't, I don't know. You'd be uncomfortable, and you, you wouldn't know how exactly to handle that, even if you didn't like it, right? I mean. But is it a huge deal if this 79 or however old he was at the yeah. time is coming on to this young reporter? I mean, this is on the tour for the the magic movies, right? Yeah, so for the Now You See years Me. Ago or whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um he was still young and virile. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, is that a little fun? Well, that's kind of what we're going to have to decide. Uh, is it appropriate still for men to uh, hit on women? Now, she didn't say, stop it. I'm no, uncomfortable with that. Uh, don't do this. She didn't say any of that. So he probably, maybe he thinks he's got a green light to continue to flirt with her. Continue to flirt with her. And then he might even, and at, in the end, if he says, hey, look, you want to go, you know, have some dinner, want to go here, go do that. That's when she can say yes or no, right? Yes. Well, that's how it's been in the past. Right. But kind of now with the Me Too movement, I guess there's no way that you ever begin a relationship. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't know how you would do that because you can't. You can't wish you were someplace else. <laughs> right. Okay, you, can't you can't have other people look, look at, at you. you. <laughs> and you can't be happy that you got a little magic going on. I'll tell you that right now. Don't worry about and, it. And he's got that tone in his voice here. This one is. I know. He's clearly. Yeah. He's clearly hitting on her. Don't worry about that. Uh, or just being playfully, you know, flirtatious with her. But And is it appropriate for a, I don't know how old he was at this time, maybe 74, 75, and she's maybe 30 or younger? Don't you worry about that. I mean, that does happen in our society. <laughs> yes, it does. Especially when you're a man like, oh, I don't know, Morgan Freeman. Sure. Rich, famous, actor, handsome, still pretty pretty good looking. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would joke around if I was a reporter with him. Would you? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I wish I was there. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me much. <laughs> but I'm just saying, yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. I don't know how where 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 you begin a relationship now, right? Yeah, I, and I don't. I I, I, I really don't. Where don't. That begins. That's that, that's an honest uh, assessment of where we are right now. I I don't I don't know how you approach a woman if you're a single man and you find her attractive and you would like to maybe date her or start a relationship how do you begin that process apparently in the workplace you can't you can't outside of the workplace can you i don't i don't know well she's complaining about it so i don't know maybe you can't outside of the workplace either i i don't know the answer somebody's gonna have to come up with the set of rules that are are acceptable now in 2018 for men and women to and get not together. the generic well you just can't be creepy because that's been uh that's been a common thread i don't know since day one and creepy is in the eyes of the beholder she might find that romantic she or, might find that she, interesting or, or, she, she might he, like it he's done that before and and the females have said don't be creepy and then they then they walk off into the into the flower shop and have a cup of coffee who knows i don't know is that where you have a yes, cup you have, of coffee? Yes, is it do. a flower you never shop? Had a coffee shop at a flower house? No, I, uh-uh. no that's, that's what I do now because I'm <laughs> mad at Starbucks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. I'm, so, not, I'm not going to good. Starbucks. Yeah. Right, I'm getting my coffee at the flower shop. All right. And that I don't care. It's a powerful even statement. If, even if somebody looks at me, Pat, I don't care. Seriously? Yeah. Do you wish you were there at the flower shop, <laughs> coffee shop now? I sure do. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm sure a little I'm uncomfortable alone. right now. Very, very uncomfortable. And I saw our cameraman look at you. He looked at you when you said that. Oh, no. So, oh, no. <laughs> but what are the parameters of relationships now? I know. It's pretty confusing, isn't it? Sure it sure is. I'm glad I'm not single in this environment because what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Uh, without being creepy, without being inappropriate, without having bad behavior uh, screamed at the top of uh, somebody's lungs at you that's bad behavior i you're creepy well i was just trying to you know maybe get her phone number maybe go out no else to do you know and it doesn't it usually start with flirting it's supposed to no it has in the past it has in the it's past not supposed to right it has in the past right and there was nothing wrong with that in the past with a man flirting with a woman or vice versa 
And well, then we got into uh, uh, you know we told you Harvey Weinstein being uh, turned himself in today, and now he's going in front of a, you know, a judge for bail. You know later today, and they walked him out in handcuffs. Okay, you know I guess they had to, but come on, he, he turned himself in. You got some sympathy him, for Harvey give the, too. Give him the uh, perp walk with you give him the perp walk with handcuffs. Come on, but anyway. I, I took However, he has not, I know. he's not been convicted of anything No, yet. he has not. And, we and these are that. only two cases against him now in Manhattan. Two, oh, only two cases. Two. Out of 88, they've charged him with two things? In, That's amazing. Right, I know. Wow. And he's denied it. He's denied so, any wrongdoing, any and he turned himself non-consensual. In. He, he turned himself in. I mean, yeah. obviously that's the deal, but I mean, he turned himself in and they give, they give him the handcuffed perp walk. So, okay, whatever. That's fine. But mm-hmm. his brother mm-hmm. got into trouble for trying to go out on a date with right. a woman. Yeah. Bob who Weinstein. Kept say, she said, no, he I asked her she, out several times in the, she, in she the was company. all creeped out about it. He was like, I, I, I just, just wanted to go date on her. a date. Yeah. He didn't, apparently, I don't think she even accused him of touching her inappropriately or any of that. inappropriate behavior or something, right? Yes, because he was asking her out repeatedly. And again, you used to think, well, she's playing hard to get. Right. She wants to see how interested I am. So I'm going to show her. I'm going to be interested. And it used to be that that was basically okay in most cases. Unless you take it too far and she's absolutely shut you down and she's told you to stop forever and then you keep going. I don't know. I don't, where do you draw that line? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. That's the thing. And by the way, we I don't have, know. And I have very little sympathy for Harvey Weinstein, by the way. <laughs> He's a dirtbag. We all know he is. Yes. Uh, that's clear. We all suspect very strongly yes. that he is. Yes. And <laughs> while he hasn't been convicted of anything no, yet, he has not. he's going to be. <laughs> There's there's a mountain of evidence (laughs) leaning the other way. Yeah, there is. (laughs) This is the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, So CNN's Lou Dobbs was speaking to Sebastian Gorka on his show about uh, our new, well, about Secretary uh, uh, Pompeo. I like Sebastian Gorka. uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't have any problem with him. And I, I think Pompeo seems pretty good so far, too. But uh, Dobbs was taking issue with uh, Mike Pompeo. Uh, and I do find it uh, stunning that Mike Pompeo in office mm-hmm. just a, a matter of weeks has already started using uh, the first person singular uh, as if he oh, were no. working for President Obama <laughs> rather than uh, <laughs> President Donald Trump, who is oh, no. always, oh, no. uh, uh-huh. all, all, without exception, yeah. in my experience, he talks about America. Americans, we, and suddenly we have a newly minted Secretary of State who is talking about himself in the first person. Uh, it is singular. It is to me uh, off-putting. Your thoughts? Oh, My thoughts. Pudding. You have nothing to worry about. Well, I I disagree oh, with Sebastian <laughs> Gorka there because if he's using uh, first person singular, the next thing you know, he's going to be dangling his participles and. He might even throw in a, I mean, subordination conjunction. I don't know. And if he does that, I think he has to be removed from office. <laughs> I mean, is that one clearly, of the weirdest lines clearly. of questioning you've ever heard? Uh, our our secretary is using first person singular. Your thoughts? Um, <laughs> I think 
your thoughts. It's okay. I don't your really. Thoughts. My thoughts. Did, did anyone look at him, Wolf? <laughs> when he said, when he when he referred to himself in first person singular, did two people on either side of him look at him? <laughs> that would have been a good follow up question. Because if you know that part of it, you know how serious it right, is. Right. right. I will say <laughs> that uh, on a serious note, um, yes. I don't know that uh, he'll be using that first person uh, too long when Trump hears this. Because uh, Trump will say, uh, probably, you, you, yeah, you'd yeah. be saying either me or we. <laughs> yes, that's true. Or uh, refer to the president, the president this, the president yeah. that. First yeah. person singular probably won't work. No, it actually, will not. for Mike Pompeo. No, it will not. In the... Uh, in the, the scope big, of doing his yes, job. Thank you. Yeah. Big picture? No. No way he gets away with that much longer. Uh, we've had kind of an interesting situation this week uh, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area concerning a Texas state trooper who was accused of sexually assaulting a woman, Sharita Dixon-Cole, during a traffic stop last Sunday. Now, they're talking about uh, facing charges for a false accusation yeah, now yeah it was amazing she claimed that he essentially raped her yeah, during yeah. the stop she put her hand uh, claiming that the officer uh aid in like her attitude put his hand on her thigh told her she could earn her way out of the predicament as he lifted her skirt and uh and she goes on to uh, say that he did more wow so police thank heaven for the for the body cam because he had what was it like two hours yeah we, well of body, they, cam they footage. body cam footage and they had footage from the jail after the arrest when they brought her in and nowhere did anything like she says uh happened happen it did not happen that way at all it was totally appropriate he did give her a sobriety test a field test and he asked her to uh she, he, I think he asked her to take a breathalyzer, which she refused in the field, but but took in the office. When you watch the video uh, late later on in the jail, she blows into a breathalyzer. My understanding was, and I'm trying to find it in the story, is that uh, she never failed the breathalyzer. You know, she. My understanding. Oh, was that's it, interesting. But I think that uh, she was uh, arrested for her. Uh, you know, the police was like for her safety. So the the police officer may have thought that you know she was well, the police officer obviously thought she was under the influence whether mm-hmm. it was alcohol or not i don't know it doesn't look like it but he it seemed uh, but the whole thing was all respectful uh respectful and appropriate completely respectful yeah, he didn't and her come boyfriend on to her showed all. up and mm-hmm. uh they were, were respectful to him they were respectful to her the entire time meanwhile activist sean king uh the white black activist right pushed uh, her fake narrative uh, on national social media. So they're trying to make out like the, the police uh, did something really inappropriate and, and sexually assaulted a woman during a traffic stop and, uh, and stir up all of that hatred again against the police department and nothing of the kind happened. Right. Right, and so you know he, uh, and so then he later. I mean, he beat him up. He was on her side, claimed to be her friend. Um, you know, this was horrible. We're gonna, we need to. You know, the police are bad. All police uh-huh. are bad. And uh-huh. then, um, and then, the, oh wait, I, I just the watched the comes two out. hours of video because that's when the that's when the you know the the troopers were like, um, you, no, 
And then it's like, well, wait, uh, none of that seemed to happen, but why would she make this up? I don't know. It's happening all the time lately. How many body cams? Right. How many of these images have we seen in the last couple of weeks that have proven uh, that the cops did nothing wrong? Over and over and over again. Several, uh, one black woman, one black man, and now this uh, woman, who is also black, have made false claims against the cops, have claimed racism, have said that the police did things that they didn't do at all, and it's proven out by their body cam footage. According to uh, Sharita, though, and, uh, and this is in the uh, King uh, Medium article, uh, to this very moment, Sharita Dixon-Cole still insists everything that she said happened actually happened. She claims the body camera footage must have been edited mm. to remove the worst parts. Come on now. This is Sean. Sean says, this is not unthinkable. I have seen it happen before. Have you, Sean? But he goes on to say, it absolutely does not appear to have happened here. <laughs> I mean, he still beats him up. Right. You know, it could have, it could have happened, happened, but it, it doesn't look before. like it did happen here. I witnessed the video appears to be in its original original form. I viewed it with an editing expert. They agree. Nothing horrible took place here. So we're going to beat him up for a little while, and then we're going to say down at the bottom, oh, everything's fine and it's wrong. Man. Man, oh, man. And when are we going to prove uh, definitively that Sean King is white? Is that ever going to happen? We we've already proven it, but is he ever going to admit admit the fact that he's a white guy <laughs> working for the NAACP? Uh, Sean, oh, I don't know if he will or not. Uh, it. Stop the madness, okay? But I I mean, th- this should be a lesson to all police departments and all police officers nationwide. Uh, never leave home without your body cam. Because it's exonerated several police officers, and a couple of them were right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area uh, just recently. And this here's one that was a really serious charge, where the woman claims that she was raped out in the field. Yeah, and and he's got proof positive that that just didn't happen. It didn't happen anywhere in the arrest during the arrest. N- not only did it not happen, but he was incredibly uh, polite and pleasant oh, and professional. Whole, Entire time, every the whole time, all the officers that you see on the video uh, out in the field and when she was arrested in the jail were all top notch. Yeah, and I think top notch as they can be. I mean, when you're being arrested, I mean, you're exactly. Like, yeah. frustrating and dealing with people who are irritated, right, and angry, and uh, didn't they want all, the ticket that they got, they, and they remain professional. I know it was it was amazing. the whole time. Yeah, but listen, Pat, mm-hmm. it's not unheard of. It's not unthinkable <laughs> that these parts have been edited. Yes, now that's not unthinkable, but um, mm-hmm. it doesn't appear to have happened here. <laughs> so bad. I mean, there are ways you can you can tell. You know. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and he well, he even there said are ways Sean, to tell. Sean even said I, I viewed it with an editing expert, and they agree nothing didn't horrible took place. Here. Yeah, so stop saying it's not unthinkable. Right. Just say it didn't happen. I have an eight-page medium article to say, oh, sorry, I was wrong. Jeez. And this is serious enough that they better charge this person. uh, Absolutely. She better be charged. Absolutely. This has got to stop. Because uh, when you're making false accusations like this, you're just stirring up racial discontent. And and you're making uh, a bad situation an awful lot worse. It's already a bad situation where the perception is that they're out there uh, discriminating against blacks at every every chance right. they get. Right. 
And maybe the perception is to Sharita that she thought she could, you know, she would just throw that, you know, all the police and everyone would believe her. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that's obviously mm-hmm. a marriage much she thought. And, I mean, even Sean goes on to say she has no, you know, no arrest record, no mental health problems, respected college-educated professional. You know, the only way he said I've learned many years ago attempting to find a logical explanation for truly illogical behavior is a waste of time. He doesn't know why she did it. Well, either she did it for attention, she did it to set up a lawsuit, or she did it to spark racial discontent. Either way. In any of those those, cases, she deserves to be charged. Absolutely. With falsifying uh, reports. 888-727-BECK. Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn Beck. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn. Uh, He's back on Tuesday. 888-727-BECK. Speaking of white black people, as we were with Sean King, the uh, activist... Uh, Rachel Dolezal is back in the news. Remember her? She was the head of the NAACP in, I think, Spokane before uh, we realized that she's a white person as the head of the NAACP chapter in in, uh, Spokane, Washington. dare you? Well, now... How dare you call her a white person? Well, she is a white person, so... She... She identifies feels as black. She feels like black. she's yes. black. She does identify as black. So stop so calling her that white. That was wrong of me. It's a good point. Thank you, Jeffy, for correcting me on that. Now she is uh, identifying as somebody who needs welfare, and that's kind of a problem. Uh, she said that her only source of income was $300 a month in gifts from friends. However, yeah. uh, however, the welfare department found out that she had deposited nearly $84,000 in her bank account <laughs> without reporting it. I mean... It's a little more than 300 a month. It is, but you, it's, it's easy to understand how you'd forget just 84000 <laughs> It is. It is easy. Yeah, you could I just... Mean, that'd slip your mind. Right. You just you, you deposit it. Oh, that's right. According to the investigation, the money came from the sales of Dolezal's autobiography, as well as oh, yeah. the sale of her art, soaps, and handmade dolls. So the, some of that, I wonder if that some of that came from uh, Netflix, too, because she's got that Netflix Possibly. autobiography, too. Yeah, she's got a documentary. It's not that much. You'd think it'd be more. Well, I bought a lot of her soaps, and uh, the, it was it was not that expensive, so maybe she's not making a lot from it. I don't know. Uh, there's and, a, lot, uh, there's we, a lot of jokes to be made about the Rachel Dolezal soap, and I'm just going to let them go right now. And the handmade dolls are nice, too. <laughs> I bought some for my, uh, my granddaughter. No, the dolls, yeah. Yeah, they're great. Rachel Dolezal's. Uh, Authorities say that uh, she illegally received $8,747 in food assistance and 100 bucks in child care assistance. So she's got she's got 84 grand in the bank. She pays it off. She pays them their money back. It's under 10000 Get it. Leave me alone. All right? <laughs> so no, I'm, just I'm, I'm just asking. I, I don't know. I don't know. I doubt it. I think it's probably too late. She should have done that in the first place, but uh, now she's in trouble. Well, in the first place, she didn't know that she was... Uh, she forgot about putting the 84000 in the bank account. She didn't right. know that she had right, falsely right. reported. Now they reminded her she could pay him back. <laughs> well, now she's charged with perjury and making false veri- verification for public assistance. I mean, perjury is a little a felony. tough. It was, it's a it was felony. A heartfelt forgetf- forgetfulness. <laughs> I don't want to be her attorney, so never mind. I hope she gets, you know, if they get you know, full restitution. Right. Uh yeah, I I didn't even know until this article that she had a Netflix documentary. Yeah, I didn't either. 
uh, the Rachel Divide. I'm going to have to look for it because it'll be something that I, I may watch when I'm really sick. I, I would have to be on my deathbed. <laughs> and that would have to be the only option available to keep my mind off the pain it's, that I'm in. It's brand new. And you know what's good about it? It premiered at uh, New York's uh, the Tribeca Film Festival last month. So I oh, bet. You got to believe it's good. De Niro loved it. Because that's De Niro's thing, right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, Rebecca. Yes. Yeah, because he may have had a couple of interviews with his new York, new New York Times movie that's coming out um, mm-hmm. that portrays how tough it is for the New York Times and how good they are of telling stories right down the middle. And oh, they're great. Vetting everything and sure, and how bad Trump is. That was that was prior. Remember that audio of him at Tribeca, and that was prior to him kicking Trump out of uh, the restaurants and hotels. Yes. But he was such a angry oh. old putz yeah, at Tribeca, was. yeah, and uh, slamming Trump and talking about how good his uh, you know movie was and how good New York Times was, and then uh, then he gets that, and now they they uh, debuted the Rachel Divide at Tribeca too. That sounds like a fun place to go, doesn't it? Though I'd be a part of it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fun places to go and movies released, today is the the big day of All the right. uh, solo, a Star Wars story. You already released. reserved your seats. I already got my tickets. I do it. Yeah, we're going this I afternoon. Did. Yeah, me too. I've got mine. You should. I, I you do. should go. I've it's going to be next, I, next week. I heard a review on the way in, and it it sounded like it might be pretty good. They said it was a typical solid Star Wars. Oh, event. that's what that's what that, that's what that's you what Star you Wars people want. Isn't yes, it, it is <laughs> what we Star Wars people want. And and expect I I just don't I don't know if this is going to break any records or yeah. set the world on fire but it just looks fun yeah Glenn Beck Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn who returns uh, Tuesday morning triple eight seven two seven Beck we've got uh, a lot of Me Too things going on uh, today with the Harvey Weinstein surrender to authorities and uh, so he was let out in handcuffs. Have yeah. they had the bail hearing yet? They Is that happened? They're supposed to be later today. Okay. They did not give a time. Also, uh, Morgan Freeman accused by eight women of inappropriate behavior and uh, touching in some circumstances. Now, the the women that we've played so far have been uh, like entertainment reporters, and right. uh, it didn't sound like... Uh, on one, he's clearly hitting on a much younger woman. But he also states that he's uh, single, a, a bachelor. Yeah, yeah. And she seems to be uh, somewhat playful. I know that she's you know she setting up for the interview and all that stuff. And Smiles, we get thanks a, ha, him. ha ha ha. Aren't you funny? Let's do the interview. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't seem it didn't seem too bad. And the other one where the woman is talking about they're at a press junket. They're answering questions. There's three actors on stage. It's they they were in a movie together. It's yeah, going uh, in style. Yeah, going in style. It's Morgan Freeman, and on either side of him are Alan Arkin and uh, Michael Caine. Michael Caine, and the woman who is asking questions is pregnant, and Michael Caine is talking to her about that. And uh, what ensues was all of this. One of those comments was caught on tape. 
In this comment that's on tape, he says to me, boy, do I wish I was there while looking me up and down. I was six months pregnant at the time, and okay. his co-stars, Alan Arkin and Michael Caine, were seated on either side of him and actually looked at him. Now, that is the phrase that has stunned both Jeffy and myself today. The actors who were on either side of them both looked at him. They, and more than that, they actually... As if this were something that you can't hardly believe. They actually looked at him. Whoa. I don't know why that is so unbelievable. I mean, they actually looked at him. I was six months pregnant at the time. Yeah, and he made a comment that was so horrendous. And he was, as he was looking up, he said, I wish you were there. I wish I was there. Listen to how this plays out, and then you and tell then, me. You tell when me. When he made this comment to me again, it go. was caught on tape. And take a take a note of take a note. eyes mm-hmm. in this clip. Look at this. Okay, hold on for a wild ride. You might want if you're driving right now. You might want to pull over to the side of the road. One time, I, I congratulate the woman on being pregnant, and she wasn't. And she wasn't. And so Uh-oh. I've never done it again for fifty years. I've never done it. You've learned your lesson. I learned my lesson. Um, Lord, do I wish I was there. Uh, this movie is... Boy, do I wish I was there. Where? Anywhere you want to be, like a visa that he narrates all the time? <laughs> Where? <laughs> what? I, it's I mean, unclear what he even meant by that. It is. It is unclear. Yeah. I mean, it actually is when you listen to it. It is. He actually could be responding to Michael Caine. Yes, he could. Saying, I wish I was there mentally. Yes. Uh, with with not doing it anymore. With right. Learning his lesson. Right. And, uh, but. But here's the thing. But. They actually both looked, looked at, at him. <laughs> so you know it was horrific. Uh, you, you know it was. You know it was. No, anytime you have three people together and two of them, and one person says something and the other two look, look, at, look you? at you. It's bad. Done. It's really bad. Done. Now, now this is a little bit different situation. I just don't know for sure if it's really terrible and inappropriate. Hi, how are you? I'm better now. Ah, uh, thanks. I don't have any magic tricks. I kind of feel like I yes, showed do. up for dinner without anything. I wouldn't worry about that. It's <laughs> got magic written all over you, child. Oh, uh, thank you. That's good, 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 good medicine for a single girl. Ooh. <clears throat> I'm so, single, too. Are you? Yes. Yeah. Are you? Yeah. I'm enjoying bachelor life immensely. Because I, I, I get to look at you and drool. Don't oh, really? respond to it. Right? All right. Indeed. So, yeah, he's obviously flirting with her, hitting on her, whatever. So what, is, what does he say after I sit here and drool and what? I was trying to make out exactly what was said after, after he said I sit here and drool. Like, he just sits there and drools and then... Whether you respond or not. Anyway, just, mm-hmm. okay, I, I, you know, okay. Yeah, so c- clearly hitting on her. Uh, but as James, there's a big article now about uh, James Kahn and, and some of the people that probably like uh, Morgan Freeman, some of the people who know him, some of the people who hit on women too, I'm sure. Absolutely. Are now starting to say, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. Oh, uh, James is a... And James Kahn says, we're, our society is in a really strange place because it's nature's way that men and women are supposed to be attracted to each other. Uh, he said, is, have we gotten to a point, just exactly what we were asking earlier today, have we gotten to a point 
where men can't hit on women anymore. Yeah. And it seems like we have, I guess. I mean, I, personally, I don't like the term hit on women. I mean, right there, you've started off on a bad foot. You, you and, have. And when you right. say to someone, like if I were to say... What would you hey, like to hear better? I don't know. The, what, what I don't know, but be... one thing is for sure, I don't want people to look at me after I say it, okay? I know that. Well, yeah. I mean, that clearly would mean that but, you've done something extraordinarily is, awful. <laughs> thank so, And it's happened way too many times in my life. If they life. actually look at you, then you might oh, yeah. as well go to prison. Go directly to jail, because you're just going to... You're just going to be shamed into leaving our society anyway. I mean, it, it, obviously it means, you know, flirting, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, I was and joking around about hit on you. That's a strange term now that I think about it, but um, it is, it is strange that we can't seem to find a decent place. I mean, we've come a long way since mm-hmm. the um, uh, Harvey Weinstein, um, since this was first announced it sure was I mean these yeah. guys are bad guys and they were actually doing stuff that was bad yes he's actually assaulting women apparently and and and, and what's his face was assaulting women and boys Kevin Spacey uh, yeah yeah and uh you know these guys just bad guys and everybody knew it yes and they and, and that they, needs to stop yeah, clearly that needs, needs to, to stop. stop but if you stop all interaction between men and women then that's a different deal yeah and now everybody wants to be a part of it, and and being by by wanting to be a part of it, it has to be. Uh, he he said that, and both people, Michael and Alan, looked, looked at, at him. him. I mean, we're so. Oh my gosh, no! And when you say the phrase "boy, I wish I was there," uh, and it's not even sexual in nature necessarily necessarily it definitely could be in fact at its face value it has nothing to do with anything sexual <laughs> well you could make it out in the context of yes. what he's where yes. he is in the situation you could make it into something like that i guess but you could also make it into something totally which and, 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 innocuous. And listening to it it definitely could be innocuous yeah so yeah, we're in a really strange place. Very strange. Uh, James Conn is definitely right about that. And and we're going to have to figure this out pretty soon because a lot of guys are going to wind up in lawsuits. They're going to wind up without a job. They're, they're going to wind up being ostracized from our society. Like, where has Kevin Spacey been for the last year? Well, he's been, he actually, as far as I know, has done the smart thing and disappeared. He completely disappeared. And maybe he should because maybe he's guilty, but he yeah. hasn't had his day in court. We don't know for a fact. It's never been proven. Uh, there's just been allegations. So based on the allegations, and I believe him, frankly. Uh, well, there are, uh, there, I don't there know. are corroborating uh, allegations, uh, corroborating witnesses to a lot of the, the happenings. But yeah, but he hasn't had his day in court. No, he has not. No, he has not. And he's gone. And so are a lot of these guys who have lesser accusations than Kevin Spacey does. And they've disappeared. Yeah, he just got out. I mean, and Harvey. Wow. And Harvey's credit, he's stuck around and denied it. You know, I mean, he's lost a lot of stuff. He's lost everything he had. Man, he, he pled. And I'm, and I'm he not, pled not you know, guilty. Look, he's a bad guy. There's no question. You know, I, I don't. I, I don't know that I believe. Obviously, every one of the complaints against him, but mm-hmm. there's too many not to believe many of them. I'll tell you that. Triple eight seven two seven back. That's why, though, Pat. I'm looking so forward to the new book coming out this fall that's going to help me deal with this. 
and it's it's called becoming 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 okay and as it's in going we're to, becoming something it's better gonna, it's going to help us become whoever we aspire to be is it okay you know you your story my story is what i have mm-hmm. and what i'm always going to have it's something to own becoming and who is the brilliant author of this incredible book michelle obama <laughs> wow that's going to be good have you seen her arms they're incredible her arms are unbelievable arms. So you're telling me she couldn't be an author? Oh, she can. With those arms? Okay. She could write a lot of great words. Triple A seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Pat Gray and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, next week you can join me on my on uh, on my own show, Pat Gray Unleashed, BlazeRadio.com and the iHeartRadio app on the blaze radio and tv network and glenn returns on uh, tuesday morning to the show narel is planning to spend a huge amount of money this campaign season pro-choice group pro-choice but that's putting it that's putting it nicely <laughs> they've released their plans to elect pro-choice candidates to congress oh good in the midterm election and they're going to spend millions in advertising the, it, they're planning on the group's largest ever midterm political program and this will amount to about four times the amount they spent in the 2016 presidential election the plan was first announced in an invite-only conference call then in a news uh, release on narol's website narol is investing in diverse candidates up and down the ballot in 19 states including spending five million on mail phones digital ads door-to-door canvassing tv ads and rallies to hold anti-choice candidates, read pro-life candidates, they're going to try to hold them accountable and they're going to lift up the abortion advocates. Good. These guys, you know, you think that Planned Parenthood is bad. NARAL is even worse. They're like even more extreme than, than Planned Parenthood is. They're going to target the pro-life members of the House who are facing close races, um, specifically targeting election races in Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Iowa, Michigan, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, Washington, and Wisconsin. I mean, all over the country. Wow. They say, they've called this an unprecedented investment to hold uh, anti-choice candidates accountable. I bet, and they better not cave the candidates well you know i am really pro-choice but they better not uh they better not because they will lose if i they know do that. they well, will if lose. they fold it's over yeah it is and then uh, these people and they know it and this better wake us up yes the pro-life movement has to wake up and we've we've got to get involved in this stuff why do we let planned parenthood and narrow control the narrative all the time we sure do, though. But yeah, we we have for far too long, and that's got to stop. Nayral told the Post, uh, the Washington Post, it was funding a, a campaign through a surge of donations. It's received after the election of Donald Trump. He said many of the donations came from people who sarcastically said they were they were giving on behalf of Vice President Mike Pence. Uh, it's not special. It's really wonderful. <sighs> I mean, they're between them and, and Planned Parenthood. They really 
they, they control all the media, many of the politicians, and and the narrative in this country. We've we've just allowed the uh, the pro choice thing to just uh, marinate, and so people buy into it. Well, I mean, look, we we spent years, um, you know, not wanting to talk about abortion. Yeah, we did, and, and saying that oh, yes, we did. It's it's nobody wants to talk about abortion, and it's, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Just mm-hmm. you're not gonna look. We we know you're for abortion. We got it, but pro choice is. You know, don't, it's okay, don't fight about it, don't talk about it, it's bad radio, then uh, really uh, we should have continued to talk about it. That was bad advice. Yeah. And, you know, for this woman's movement, for the Me Too movement, uh, a lot of the women, a lot of the people that are being aborted would grow up to be women. Right. (laughs) So how is this not a women's issue? How is this not pro-woman? I I don't know. I, I don't either. I don't know. Shauna in Utah. Hi, you're on the Glenn Beck program with Pat and Jeffy. Hi there. I just I've been listening to what women are saying and to me, Pat, it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> I've always been able to handle it myself. And what a concept. Uh, that is uh, is are you sure Well, you mean like forty years later though, right? Where you, you, right. you sue the person <laughs> that was was right. sexually assaulting you and then forty years later you say, I was scared so I didn't say anything until now. No, it's a no. matter of if they went too far. I would say, uh, wait a minute now, you're going a little too far. Huh. You just say I thought, it. Mm-hmm. You would just say it then? and then. And <laughs> that is, a lot of times, not even say it. A withering look will stop. Well, yeah, you can't look, you right. just look at someone. You let them know that's not appropriate and you're not okay with it. Yeah, if I'm not, but some of the stuff I've heard, I'd be complimented. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes. you made my day by walking in the room. I don't think that's an insult. I don't think so Thank either. Thank you. No, I don't think so either. Thank you. Now, yeah. is there a way you can say that, though, that creeps you out? Like, you made my day by walking in the room. I mean, would that would that then turn inappropriate? It depends on who it was, I guess. <laughs> my mouth water. That's I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh. Thanks, Shauna. Uh, that's true. It's so subjective. You just made my day it's so subjective it is it is subjective however it is subjective up to a point and when you reach that point that's when the female is supposed to say either stop it stop yeah or continue or it's okay to continue yes and there's so many of these stories uh, a couple of the stories the harvey weinstein stories were f- fascinating to me because uh, not, and, and I, I don't have to tell you about it, but just remember when you're reading about it and you read about the the uh, the the plant at the restaurant in the back hallway, and I'm thinking, you know, if that was my wife, this is my wife, for example, she would either laugh and walk away, kick him and walk away, uh, or or uh, or end up. Uh, Divorcing you and running off with him. Right. Right. Because mm-hmm. obviously I had a whole lot more money than I did <laughs> and was able to put her in films. But I but I love what Shauna says because it's so true. Just nip it in the bud right, right now. Then. Just let them know it's not appropriate and you don't like it and you want them to stop. And fortunately for the In one, 99% of the cases, they're right, going to. Right. Maybe not Harvey Weinstein. He may not. But any kind of reasonable man... Right. 
is going to stop yes. at that point. Yes. And and sometimes you don't even have to say anything. Sometimes, like our one reporter, sometimes the two other guys that are with him look at you, <laughs> and you know right then. Yeah, and if you see the video, uh, wow, was it powerful. I mean, they barely even glance out the side <laughs> of their eyes at him. Michael Caine barely looks over at him, and Alan Arkin do- almost doesn't. I think he sees him out of his peripheral vision. <laughs> Is that? I didn't see the video. Is that really? What, get, yes, that's absolutely yes. amazing. It's not like they both turned and, and right. glared just, at just like, him. What are you doing? What they are you didn't, talking about? They didn't glare at him that at all. Is tremendous. They shot him a quick look. Like, <laughs> eh, I don't know what you meant by that. Oh, so, so it's even worse. <laughs> it's they worse. Looked at him. It is worse when you see the video. Li- at listening to the oh way she presents gosh. it is even worse. That's- so this, I mean, I've got a little bit of sympathy for uh, Morgan Freeman. I don't know how he treats women. Yeah, you don't. Know. I have no idea. But based on these two instances, I, I, I'm leaning toward giving him a pass. Yes. On both of them. Yes. With Pat and Jeffy, Glenn returns on Tuesday, 888-727-BECK. Uh, you know, speaking of uh, NARAL and their abortion candidates that they're going to support, uh, we were talking earlier today about uh, the Jim Carrey situation where he's on this real anti-gun kick. Uh, he it, And it might be better for, for Jim Carrey if he'd focus a little more on his career and maybe doing better movies that people liked. I don't know. Uh, just a suggestion. Oh, you're his manager all of a sudden. I know, but you know, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm a helper. Okay, <laughs> I'm a helper, and I'm just trying to, trying to point him in the right direction here. On behalf of Jim, thank you. Maybe these terrible movies you're doing that are going straight to video and on demand. Uh, maybe you devote a little more time to them and a little more effort. Maybe you go back to comedy. I don't know. Instead of paintings that depict bullet-ridden classrooms with a pledge of allegiance on the wall. That says, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the gun makers for whom it stands, one nation under greed and defensible with butchery and injustice to the most innocent of all. Gosh. Oh, that's so powerful, Jim. Okay, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah. Okay. So powerful. But let me, ju- let me just ask, when you're going to start in on uh, Planned Parenthood, who have taken the lives of 60 million Americans since 1973. Women's rights, women's rights. Yeah, I know. Uh, woman owns your body, why do you hate them? <laughs> the problem is there's a whole different body growing in there, that, and that's kind of the point. Uh, so, Triple eight seven two seven back. Let's go to Andrew in Florida. Andrew, you're on the Glenn Beck program. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I wanted to give you a call. Uh, I've been listening, and... <laughs> Let me say this. I am a very much anti-abortion, mm-hmm. but I'm also very much pro-choice conservative. And that might sound like they're at odds, but when you prohibit a thing, you create a black market for the thing. So if we outlaw abortion, it's only going to go back to back alleys, and that's a danger to all parties involved. But on the pro-choice side, the left wants to make the only choice abortion, and that's not the only choice. Mm-hmm. There's adoption. So mm-hmm. I would love to see more conservatives become 
less anti-abortion, but more proponent of adoption. Let campaign on the fact that there is more than one choice. And we're not seeing enough of that. Well, to- and it allows the left to demonize these anti-abortion Republicans. Yeah, but the problem is, uh, <clears throat> to a lot of conservatives, myself included, it's murder. You're, you're killing somebody. So you can't, you can't really just say, okay, there's, be- there's other choices, too. Because to me, murder's not a choice. So that's not a choice we want, uh, we want made. Uh, plus, uh, uh, many Thanks of us, the call, many of us and Andrew, you know, I, many of us have made that case. And we get fought. Every turn, yeah, we saying do. we can't tell these yeah. women coming into Planned Parenthood that there's other alternatives, and that they're they're expected to carry the baby to term because that's what you have to do if you're going to advocate for a, for adoption, right. which is a is a great alternative, and they should be presented with that. But the left doesn't care about that. Uh, no, not even, and they, we can't. <clears throat> I mean, they're that we fight for mammograms or, or uh, not mammograms. Uh, what they do fight ultrasound for ultrasounds but they do fight for mammograms too because uh they don't even we planned parenthood tells us that they uh they have them but they don't no they don't have them they tell you where to get them that's it well that's nice of them yeah, yeah. i mean I, I, I can do that too. uh there's something called uh, google <laughs> you don't even have to you leave the comfort be, and privacy of your own home but not, yeah he doesn't not even, tell you exactly no i mean there's no way too hard like do they? If you were this, this is this is Google. You talk about is you just click on a link and there's a map of where it is. Yes, and then what? yeah, but it's pretty complex because you do have to click on something. So oh, I suppose I suppose when I click on the map, it just gives me directions and tells me how long it's going to take me to get there. And- yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Shows you exactly how to get there and how long it will take. It does all of that. Huh? Yeah, but again, you do have to click on it, so there is some effort involved. <laughs> The other so thing, I reject ridiculous. the back alley argument. First of all, did that happen from time? To, I guess, but that was really rare. Back alley abortions are not the issue that the left tries tries to to make them. Uh, if if abortion were to become illegal, that doesn't mean that you just have to do this under a freeway overpass. Uh, or in a back alley again. I mean, there are alternatives to that as well. Uh, so I I reject that premise completely. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. But you know, you it, there is no winning argument as far as the left is concerned when it comes to the abortion argument. They are so pro-abortion. They are so adamant about being able to have abortion on demand that they don't want to hear any alternative. They don't want to hear it. Uh, I have made the case in the past that maybe conservatives should push for abortion uh, to be illegal, except in the case of rape and incest and woman's life endangerment. Which makes sense. Which makes sense. Uh, I, I absolutely agree with that, by but, the way. Because that's a lot better than what we have now. And, the, and, and the, then you progress to, you know, finally eliminating it. Why wouldn't we take that? Well, and, and, Why wouldn't we just take that because it's so much better? And the the percentages of when that occurs, they go, they go almost uh, negative. Uh, um, Americans would be in favor of that as well. I, I, I think most Americans want some sort of availability to yes. it. 
because of rape, incest, and women's women's life in danger. So if you include those exceptions, you're probably going to win the argument with the so. American people. I think you are. And then you work on it afterwards. You know, let's just stop abortion on demand. Yeah, I don't know, but um, it's an alternative, because and it's, of, it's what some people do say. Because of those three things are, are really definitely feel-good things mm-hmm. that uh, people love to feel, you know, okay, they're, they're, there's alternative. And yeah. the percentages are so low that I don't know that you need to. In rape and incest, though, it, it, the the thing is you're still taking the life of the baby, right? So um, you're not going to get a lot of a lot of Christians on board with that. Uh, and and the thing is, with a mother's life endangerment in this day and age, that's so rare. It, that, well, that's that would almost is. never right. happen. Right. Would almost never happen. Right. So, yeah, but absolutely go for that now. Yeah. I mean, if you want to fight for more after that. Yes. Great. Then do it. But let's get this. Right. Yes. A hundred percent. And I think you'd have 60 or 65, 70 percent of Americans on board with it. Agreed. You might even get more. Maybe. Maybe get more. Maybe not. Maybe Maybe not more than that, but. I mean, abortion, although, you know, although, um, I'm sorry, not abortion, the Planned Parenthood mm-hmm. Family Assistance Program. Mm-hmm. Family, has, uh, the Planned Parenthood Family Assistance Program. Whatever they call it. Uh, you know, <laughs> the abortion whatever, mill you're talking about, it. Planned Parenthood? Yeah. Okay. No, the fam- Family Assistance. Yeah, the Planned Parenthood Family mm-hmm. Assistance Program. Women's Health <laughs> yeah, Advocates. Whatever they call it. Uh-huh. They, uh, <laughs> that's not an abortion. <laughs> Well, that's not an abortion clinic, whatever they call it, other right, than that. Right. Um, that's become pretty prevalent. I mean, there's a lot of people that use it in the inner cities um, across America. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's pretty prevalent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're going to, you may lose that inner city vote. Here's the thing about that, too. Uh, look where they are positioned. They're positioned in the inner cities in black communities. Why? Well, because that's conducive with what the founder wanted Planned Parenthood to do, abort black babies. And that's exactly what they're doing. Amazing. It's unbelievable, really. It sure is. That they get away with it, and and that nobody calls them on it, and that we never talk about it. We, we, we should talk about it all the time. Oh. It should be every day we, <laughs> we hammer on Margaret Sanger and, and her desire to eliminate the black race. That's why she created I mean, that, Planned Parenthood. That, that's a fact. It is a fact. Uh, she made you can't that argue known. With it. You can't argue with Her it. Her words. Yes. Look it up. If you, it, Google. Something called Google will help you out with that. Huh. Uh, so, uh, you know, that's why in New York City there were more black babies aborted than born live. How sad is that? It's, it's crushingly sad. Sad. It, it's a It's a catastrophe. It, it really is. It's a catastrophe. It really is. And and uh, we we don't do enough to get that word out. And I think, you know, if you got the word out, there would be some people that would maybe wake up out of this uh, Planned Parenthood slumber they're in. And certainly, nice. and certainly you could stop the federal funding going to Planned Parenthood every year. The $500 million we're funneling in. That'd be nice. Very nice. That should stop immediately. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's uh, Pat and Jeffy for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Glenn Beck. Mm, couple of things. Uh, we were talking earlier about the NFL kneeling rule. They're not supposed to do it anymore. If they want to do some form of protest, they can stay in the locker room during the uh, national anthem. 
but now there's a story that the uh, players are looking for a different way to protest. Good. Isn't that wonderful? Good. Except I don't think it's going to be outside of the game. That's the problem. Or the stadium. Right? I think it's going to be within the confines of the game. Like after a touchdown or right. who knows what That's they'll do. really going to make me angry. Oh, that. That. Well, that'll be if, no, maybe worse. If you think the fans are going to allow that without being angry, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah, they're not going to like that. You're sadly mistaken. Some of talking I'm about sorry. maybe just staying in the locker room. Nobody cares about that. Go ahead. I don't Please. care. I don't care. Stay in the locker room. I just don't have to see it. Right. That's great. If you want to protest on the weekend, like we said yesterday on a street corner, go ahead. It's all yours. That's fine. But don't mess up the game for us. Please. And I'll bet that's what they're working on. Of course it Let's is. Let's find a new way. Of course it is. <laughs> of course. You know it is. Also in Missouri, uh, there's a high school kid who's in some hot water. It's it's amazing. Uh, the, uh, Truman High School, uh, this Kylan Shiel. Pulled a little prank. He pulled this senior prank. And, you know, earlier in the week, we talked about the kids in Maryland who stormed the school with squirt guns oh, and fireworks really and masks. And lucky that uh, only one stupid. girl got uh, hurt and another girl had a medical asthma attack. But uh, more people could have gotten hurt, including, including the, the kids. kids who were doing it. And they're still deciding on what they're going to do with these kids. But my man, Kylan, uh, decided that uh, he was going to uh, put his school up for sale. <laughs> <laughs> On where? Craig's uh, Craig's or something? Yeah. yeah. So he described the building as a huge 20-plus <laughs> room facility and listed the following selling points, uh, among, among others. A newly built football field, newly added four modern-day rooms, next to Walmart for convenience, huge parking lot for great for party-goers looking for somewhere to park, bigger than normal dining room. Reason for the sale <laughs> is due to loss of students coming up, named after hometown resident U.S. President Harry S. Truman and his family. Now... Uh, ha, 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 ha. That's but funny. no, he's in trouble. That's uh, in funny. Fact, and the one line that got him into trouble, you can you can smell it a mile away, is that students, the, the, the reason he it's being sold is the loss of students. Due to loss of students coming up. Now, he wasn't talking about the loss of students due to gunfire, though. No, he right? was He was not. talking about the graduating seniors. The detectives, uh, they had, they brought in police department, they investigated, uh, no criminal charges, asked him to remove the post, uh, which he did, uh, told him to speak to school administrators, which he did. Um, he suspended him for the remainder of the school year and not allowing him to walk in his graduation weekend. Um, the That's school. a little much. You know, look, it's, Come an, on. it's an implied threat. Uh, maybe not a credible one, but it's an implied threat. Is no, it, it's not. Is it? Stop it. Again, it's that zero tolerance policy stuff where you also have zero common sense. And you can't just see that this kid just did a funny little uh, Craigslist uh, listing. And and he didn't mean anything violent by it. It's amazing. I mean, they've they've uh, the administrators and the police uh, determined no threat, but they're still going to... Uh, have extra police officers for the remainder of the school year and he won't be there right graduations and he won't be there and he won't be there how much time is left in the school year that's much Uh, it's only for a couple of weeks probably schools yeah for all the schools not much when you your graduation is a once in a lifetime situation you get it once and the last couple the last two or three weeks of a senior year is pretty powerful for everybody yes and now this kid's not going to be able to take part in any of it right there's consequences to actions. I know there is. But for does the everyone. consequence fit the crime it. here? I, I, I don't think so. I don't even know that there's a crime necessarily. Right. It's just a funny 
little ad I that mean, he put in Craigslist. The crime, I guess, technically funny. would be fraud, right? You can't sell a building you don't own. It no. to the government. Because he had no power to sell it, and if anybody called to buy it for $12,000, <laughs> they'd be um, told no. Uh, $12,275, okay. <laughs> so the only crime is the supposed implied what happened to the students right. that are not there, right. and and he's implying that they're graduating, yeah, I, mean, there's definitely, I think. There's definitely a better way to word it. Yes. Uh, you know, he could have yeah. done better to word it. But, you know, look, he's a senior in high school, and he's joking around. He's making a joke. And yeah. he's thinking, yeah, they have the you know the reason I'm selling it is because of the loss of students. Okay, <laughs> that was just silly. He should have come up with a with a different reason yes. for this for them selling it, and then uh, maybe we wouldn't be talking about any of this. Maybe he shouldn't have done it at all. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe the that's a lesson was... that can be learned here. Okay, just don't do a senior prank. Done. Thank you. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, we'll see you back here Tuesday. Glenn Beck Mercury